I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fang claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they could be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. I didn't tell you about this last week, but uh, listen, I watched a horror movie, and it's yeah. one of the better horror movies I've seen in a while. Oh, what is it? I've got one. Okay, so before you go on, I two seconds. All right, Brandon has left the recording studio. Okay, so before you go on, I'm gonna try to guess it. I have a list of horror movies on my coffee table in the living okay. room. Okay, and there is one that uh, I heard was very good, and have yet to watch. But okay, I think you may speak be speaking of Apostle. No, no. Okay, one sec, Lisa. It's snowing? What? I hate everything. Why is it snowing? Oh, we're good in Kingston. Apparently Kingston's good, Brandon says. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, no, it's not Apostle. Okay. It is. It's weird because it's kind of like a creature feature, but it's not. Yeah. Like the creature is the payoff in like the best way possible. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like a found footage film, but it's not. Yeah. It's hard to describe. It's it's a it's a uh, lost in the woods type story. Okay. Um, it's called the ritual. The ritual. I've heard it's about that. Really good. And is it the creature is probably the best looking creature I've ever seen ever. It was oh, like legitimately man. creepy throughout the entire film. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay, I'll have to check this out then. What was that, Lissa? It was good at being unsettling, she said, which is fair. Right on. I'll have to check that out. That I'm adding to my list right now. Oh, it's it's totally worth it. And if you still haven't watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I got a few episodes. Do in. It. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's definitely it, it, it definitely is great. Like a very, very good, very, very good show. It's real good. I will say the first few episodes that I've seen, I liked a lot because they put themselves in situations for very common tropes in horror films and did not go for them for, for most most of them. Have you seen they, The Hidden Ghosts? The Hidden... No. Watch the backgrounds. There's Hidden Ghosts like in every oh, episode. I'll have to check it's, it out. It's very good and very spooky, to be honest. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I I I loved that show. I wish I could watch it again. Um, I will say that you are me? becoming more of an amalgamation of Charlie and Henry Zabrowski. Because <laughs> he goes on about the ritual a lot, and I've seen your notes. Yeah, my, my notes are becoming uh, perilously close to insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and that's partially because of the way that I do research for this podcast. So the first week is just me looking into different cryptids. So I'll look at like 20 cryptids and try and pick one. Yeah. 
the second week I picked the cryptid and then I start to read about it. This week I read another book. Oh man. Like a whole book. Was cover it a to good cover. One? Actually it was pretty decent. I it... I had two books. One of them read like um a bad Wikipedia article and the other one yeah. read like a good book. Is this the one you said that you felt the writer might be attracted to the cryptid? Unfortunately not. Uh, that that cryptid is still to come. Oh, um, oh man, is that a pun? Actually, it might kind of be a stealth pun. <laughs> oh, I hate myself right now. That was a stealth pun. I'm sorry. Um, no, but this isn't the. This cryptid is not the uh, the cryptid I was describing. Um, this one's a little different. I found out about this cryptid through the cryptids wiki okay um and it also as i said last week it has it it might appear in fallout 76 which i think is probably out by the time this recording oh uh, i'm excited for it my yeah. co-worker's been on the beta his only um complaint because we're we're another he and i are both fallout and elder scrolls fans mm-hmm He's not a huge fan of how they did Vats, but understands why they did Vats that way. And that, that Vats no longer freezes time, but you can't have multiplayer where time can freeze for a single individual. Yeah, so that, that does make sense to me. Yeah. I'm excited to play it and then ignore the story entirely, like I did for yeah. Fallout New... Uh, what was it? Fallout, uh, Fallout 4? Yeah. I still have yet to go to Diamond City and Fallout 4. What? All right, I finished the main storyline, but for Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Online, all the Fallouts, any RPG, I do every side mission available to me prior to moving to the next stage of the primary story. I do that but too. You didn't finish it? I ne- I have not even finished the story to Skyrim. Oh, man. If you look at my Steam account, I have probably yeah. 300 hours in Skyrim. I have about never, right. I never have finished Skyrim. Ever. God. So you do every side mission, then you do every story mission, then you go into the Steam Workshop. That's the key, because they add other side and story missions and whole new zones. There's some really good stuff out there. And porn. There's... I was playing Elder Scrolls Online. I unfortunately did not have the time available to get in on their Oktoberfest um, special skins and that. Mm-hmm. But, but the the role players Sky Elder Scrolls Online does not have its own separate role playing server. That's wonderful. There was a high elf mm-hmm. looking for Khajiit. And apparently his thing was he'd go to the top of each mountain peak in an area and do slash sit. I forget what it is, if it's slash sit two or three. But he he want, he likes to put his feet on Khajiit. And then they go back to his mansion and perform tasks for him. Khajiit did nothing wrong. Khajiit did nothing wrong. Khajiit are also apparently very well compensated. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have a freaking house in Sky in Elder Scrolls Online, and I've played that game for years on and off. 
that like it's it's expensive. I don't do a lot of money making stuff, but holy cow. Cause you did nothing wrong. Anywho. Um so yeah. We should probably uh introduce ourselves or something. Ooh. That was a that was a spicy one. Um <laughs> so uh I guess this week we're um John's totally normal animals. John's um, totally normal animals. Okay. Yeah, we're John's totally normal animals. Where we talk about animals that we see during the day. Um, I like, like, uh, I, I saw a cat today, but that's because there's two monsters that live in my house. Yep, I saw a couple cats. I saw a squirrel earlier, mm-hmm. and there's a skunk that lives in my backyard. That's not good. You should probably you, you should probably call pest control for that. I weeded my garden recently mm-hmm. and removed the grubs. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, skunks like grubs. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. This has been John. This is Brandon. Um, and things are pretty normal. Things are pretty normal, yeah. Uh, anywho, this week, the perfectly normal, not cryptid-like creature at all. Yes. Uh, it was first sighted canani- can- canonically. It was first sighted canonically in 1994. And- oh, okay, recent. Yeah, its last sighting was 2015. Oh, very recent-ish. Um, its taxonomy is vaguely humanoid, but it sometimes uh, resembles a bear. Okay. Um, and the region is West Virginia. West Virginia. Do you Tying have... into Fallout. Okay. Do you have so any idea? At a West Virginia mm-hmm. humanoid. Yep. I'll also creature. give you a hint. Yeah. It is somewhere near Point Pleasant that it was first sighted. Okay. My thoughts. So there are a lot of humanoid, yeti, big feet, what have Mm -hmm. you, across the U.S. So I'm going to combine the name of the state with the name of one of the areas... Uh, is it the Virginia Grassman? Incorrect. Is I have it... sent you it. You have sent me it? Okay. I have sent you it. It is the Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squatch? The Sheep Squatch. A very fun name. I yeah. Might, if, I, if I say That's so myself. Fun. This, um, this puts me back into the horror film Black Sheep, not to be mistaken with the comedy film, where there are were sheep. And they did very good. They worked with Weta Workshop to make the monsters. Weta being the people who did Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and uh, Blade Runner. So that's it, it's a fantastic, actual good horror film, if you guys are interested. Um, but that's what I'm picturing, is the fully mutated form of the were-sheep from Black Sheep. Let me just check that out real quick. Because it's been a while since I watched it. I saw it. Uh, you know, not too far off. Not too far off, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I remember watching that. I think I watched it in your bedroom with a group of other people. Yeah, that sounds worse in context. And then I watched it again after you had your tonsils removed, I think, or something along those lines. (laughs) It's entirely possible that it wasn't at those it's either my wisdom teeth or my oh, hernia. 
It was your oh no, it was your hernia because you had the cane. Because <laughs> I yeah, I've still got that cane. Yeah, that lives now my, I remember by my bed in case there's an intruder. Yeah, I I um, I think I went to your house because you couldn't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I went I went to be like, hey, I'm here. Let's hang out. And then we hung out and watched Black Sheep. Yeah. It was good. Um, I was getting rides everywhere. I was getting rides to school because I was on that uh, that uh, good, good oxycodone. Mm-hmm. So I was getting rides to school because I couldn't operate machinery yep. to uh, to college. Uh, I had a pretty dope bathrobe that I'd wear pretty frequently. I had a, a pretty sweet cane. I had a cowboy hat. I um, I looked like a weird American Doctor Who for a little while. You're basically Zaphod Beeblebrocks. Uh, basically Zaphod Beeblebrocks, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the Sheep Squatch is a weird creature, as the name implies. Um, it's definitely one of those chimera-type creatures, you know, where it's yeah. like a combination of things. Um, but the key is it's classified under like this storytelling umbrella as a white thing. Oh, okay. So, white things are something that's not necessarily unique to West Virginia, but it's, like, super common in West Virginia. Is it? Um, I've, I haven't heard of a white thing before. So, there, the white things could be, like, the, there's the Grafton monster, which is, like, this headless white monstrosity. Uh, yeah. There's, like, a spider wolf type thing. Spider wolf? Um, a spider wolf. That's uh, pretty dope. There was, like, ah, there was a... Big Hoot was the name of one of them. They're like Big these Hoot. owls. They're giant <laughs> owls uh, that are white. Um, basically, there's just a bevy, utter bevy of these giant white creatures that, for lack of a better word, stalk the hills of West Virginia. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So these stories... They, they date back to, like, Cherokee oral traditions, um, and they're notably featured in a 1965 classic, The Telltale Lilac Bush, by Dr. Ruth Ann Music. Okay. Um, and generally, there's three key motifs. Okay. The first, they're generally white. Um, <laughs> the white things are. Yeah. They're, they're okay. occasionally, they occasionally are, like, muddied, or they might have smattering of other colors. But yeah. the predominant color that they're de- we're dealing with are these white monstrosities. Gotcha. Um, okay. The second one is they scream like either a child or a woman. Oh, no. <laughs> so <sighs> generally speaking, like if they if their 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 call is like a woman's scream. Yeah. Um, and that's like a super common motif. Which oh, man. may or may not have something to do with the fact that there are wildcats in the uh, in West Virginia. That makes sense. Yeah, and then the third, yeah, um, and probably one of the weirdest bits is they're capable of moving as quadrupeds or bipeds. Ooh, like a Ooh. very a very common theme is a monster will be menacing like a child or an adult or some random person. Yeah, um, and they'll stand up on two legs and then either run directly at them or run away in terror. That's opposite of what I had in mind. So my, my thought was that you would be menacing someone. And if they ran, go to all fours to move quickly. 
But going back to your thoughts of bears, is that bear, they're quadrupeds, and then you see them stand up on their hind legs when they're checking stuff out. But they don't chase you on two legs because no. that would be buck wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane. They're yeah. crazy creatures. Now, that being said, eye color varies. A lot of the time it's red, but it can change. Um, the number of Glowing limbs. Red? Huh? Glowing, Glowing red? red. Depends. Of depends course. on who's yeah. telling the story. Um, the number of limbs is different story to story, and whether it's going to attack you or run away is different as well. But it's a pretty common thread throughout, like, storytelling. What do you mean by number of limbs? I mean, some of them might have six or eight legs. Oh! <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> well, according to the story, they have six or eight legs. There was one story oh. that I read where, like, there was, like, basically a spider bear. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. But Oh, man. It's actually not that different from black dogs. In England, okay. like if you think about it, the, um, there's a very common thread. Uh, in England, black dogs are these harbingers of death. They're basically the common motif for spooky things that you can't explain, right? Yeah. yeah. In West Virginia, white things are the spooky things you can't explain. The primary source that I have for this uh, episode is Kurt McCoy's collection of stories, White Things, West Virginia's Weird White Monsters. Nice. Um, there's Cool. Is that I, the book you grabbed before to uh to reference? Uh yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Physical book. That's Oh wait, no, 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 not a no? physical book. I have a digital copy of it. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, because it was only three bucks digital and it was like twenty bucks physical. Okay. So um but I also used uh several other sources, including I did actually buy the Telltale Lilac Bush, just to be sure that like yeah. the stories matched up and all those things, but right um, Kurt McCoy's book. If you want to read more, learn about white things, it's probably yeah. the best resource. Um, oh, yeah, and he draws uh, parallels between things like the aforementioned spider wolf, spider bear, uh, the craft, the grafted monster, and this week's cryptid, the sheep squatch. The sheep squatch. The sheep squatch. Sheep squatch. Um. I selected the Sheep Squatch mainly because it has the funniest name. <laughs> oh, I do like it. I like it a lot. It's... I like the the monsters of West Virginia, at least that you've listed so far, because they're pretty straightforward. Like Big Hoot being a, just a large owl. There's also the Mothman, of course. Um, Mothman, yep. Flatwoods Monster. Uh, Cumberland Dragon. Uh, I never heard of the Cumberland Dragon. Yeah, actually, I found out about that recently when I start when we started the podcast. Um, yeah, I was following a bunch of, I was following the Cryptid tag, um, and it's like a creature that's only been seen like once. Huh. Okay. I think it's the Cumberland Dragon. Yeah, also known as Goosefoot. Goosefoot. I like it. It's a lesser-known mystery creature, only reported to have been sighting once near the Cumberland Mountain. Oh, uh, man. I don't know where that is, though. Oh, so it's it's closer to Kentucky, then. Uh, but Kentucky's right border. Kentucky and Ohio border West Virginia, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. So there's, a, there's actually a very rich storytelling tradition of cryptids in 
West Virginia, and it's definitely not going to be the last time we talk about white things on this podcast. Mainly right on. because I bought three books about white things. <laughs> so we're going to talk about white things, whether you, the listener, like it or not. Yeah. Or you, that Brandon, sounds good. either. <laughs> and if you'd like to help out, we do have a Patreon. You can find it by clicking on the dollar sign by Bigfoot's logo on CryptopediaCast.com. Wink, 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 wink. Shameless plug. That was an extremely shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so the Sheep Squatch itself, uh, it's an interesting creature. It's a cryptid from the TNT uh, area of Mason County, which is where the okay. Mothman was basically born. Um, it's designed, it's described as being a quadruped that's roughly the size of a bear. It has a dog-like head, pointed teeth, and goat-like horns. Okay, that um, makes sense so far. The front paws have been described as raccoon-like, and it has a hairless opossum-like tail. And I just said opossum, I should have said possum. The, is raccoon-like front hands. D- does yes. raccoon-like mean human-ish? I think In this that case. Means- I think that means human-ish. It just okay. has thumbs, is gotcha. what that means. Um, but the weird thing is it has a tail, and it's huh, like okay. a possum. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's a little bit nightmarish. This, by the way, the the image that you linked that you could watch if you're a hodag is horrifying. Is that a... that It looks like... Not like a Photoshop or composite, but like a statue in a cryptid museum in Virginia somewhere. Uh, I'm going to get to that. It's from oh. Mountain Monsters. Okay. Um, but there is one other feature of the, the Sheep Squatch before I move on. Yeah. They smell like sulfur. Oh, I like it. I um, like it. Brimstone. Some people, well, the, the first person... The second person to cite it, I guess. Um, he he was the one who made note of this first. And he suspects that it might be because of the pollution in the TNT area. So it has like a sulfurous smell. Um, I like it because looking at the, the image and listening to the description, you've got cloven hooves, large ram's horns, it's bipedal. And it smells of sulfur, more commonly known as brimstone. So its description matches to that of a demon, almost to the T. It does. But that being said, in cer- certain sightings, it doesn't walk on all fours. In other sightings, it doesn't have hooves. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those like, it's one of those things that a lot of sightings get attributed to the same creature. Yeah. But there's slight differences between the sightings. So it's kind of like last week with the Kappa. You get pulled underwater and you see a glimpse of a creature. Gotcha. And you kind of create yeah. a composite. So, okay. I dig it. Yeah. The first reported sighting occurred in 1994 when three women were traveling through Point Pleasant, West Virginia. While they were traveling through the wooded area near Point Pleasant, uh, they saw a humanoid creature with paws like a dog, a sheep-like face, and that was just generally white, um, run away from the car on two feet. Okay, so this is back to the Dover demon driving, and you see it in a car. Yeah, and apparently they were going like five to ten miles an hour, according to the story, because it was a dark night and all that stuff. Um, And they were traveling through the woods. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's slow. I mean, there's a lot of deer around here, and I don't go that slow. Come on. I don't either. So... 
it, it's interesting though because this description sounds more like a dogman, uh, which is another cryptid that we'll probably cover at some point. Yeah. Where it's it's. I don't know. This this first one, the only thing that really sells it as being sheep squatch is uh-huh. the sheep like face. Yeah. Um I, I it's considered a part of like the canonical sightings, like you know, the very like the this is definitely considered a sheep squatch. Uh yeah. like as in it shows up on it shows up in multiple books. It shows up on the cryptids wiki i found it in basically every article i read about it didn't find a source but this is more like a, a primary source but this okay. is more of like a retelling thing where most of these stories didn't make it to the newspaper they're more like urban legend or somebody talking to someone else and yada 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 so gotcha. caveat caveat tour on that one because uh i couldn't find any concrete newspaper articles for any of these things most Uh of it is first-hand accounts or second-hand retellings and stuff like that okay but it's generally it's one of those things where it's more of a it's more folklore than it is hard fact gotcha is what i'm gonna say so the second sighting of this guy uh happened once again in the tnt area and it was by a I'm going to pr- mispronounce this. Everyone's People will probably tell me how to pronounce it correctly, but I'm going to mispronounce it. This is the best of my ability to pronounce this word. A Galapoli native, because it's like Galapolis or whatever, but I think it's like actually pronounced Galapoli or something like that. That I think you're right. There's yeah. a Gallipoli in Australia. It's like a famous battle in Australia, yeah. Gallipoli. Um, yeah. But anywho, the, the 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 individual was investigating claims of the Mothman. Okay. So he was trying to disprove Mothman, and in the act of attempting to disprove it, he was hoping to reinforce uh, Mothman, because I'm going to try and do this as, as good as I can. If I can't do it, then that means Mothman must be more likely oh, to exist. Oh, this guy. Which is okay. a total logical fallacy, first of all. Yeah. Um, that's not how science works. No. So this guy, he was named uh, Ed Rollins. He okay. was a Navy veteran and a seasoned hunter from the area. So he's he knows the region. Yeah. Um, and he was exploring some claim of the Mothman north of uh, some Bethel Church Road when, as approaching a creek bed, he had a fateful encounter. It wasn't oh, the Mothman. Oh, I like fateful encounters. But it was something else. Oh. As I walked to the creek, I heard something large break through the bush ahead of me, and I froze. Logic told me that it was at worst a large dog, or even a stray cow, as there is very little in the way of predators in Mason County. Still, the WVDNR had been actively repopulating absent native species. It was wholly possible that I was about to become face-to-face with something that might consider me lunch. <laughs> what I saw emerge from the bush was a large brownish white creature. Its fur looked dirty and mammoted as the animal did little very little in the, in the line of self-grooming. I can't be sure if it was looking I was looking at a dirty white animal or a brownish animal with a white undercoat. It was late in the fall, so it made sense that it might be putting on a winter coat. The creature moved on all fours as it breached the bush line and knelt to drink from the creek. Its front limbs, the only limbs I saw clearly, ended in what were markedly paw-like hands. Its head was long and pointed, like a canine's, 
and it had largest horns, not antlers, but single point horns. So from there, you you know that's kind of the uh, that's the prototypical description of the sheep squatch, right? Yeah, it sounds I I I would call bullshit on this guy if he is just telling me about it. I'd be like, nah, you didn't see that. I do have a question, however, and sure. by T and T area, do you mean like is this where they make T and T like? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's the TNT area from the Mothman lore. Okay. Um, if you're, if people are not familiar with that, basically, what happened was there were these old like. They they they, they manufactured a lot of gunpowder there, and there's yeah. like these storage silos that they stored TNT and things like that during I think World War Two, um, okay. to prevent like, because what they did was they would put. Uh, grass on top of it so a spy plane wouldn't be able to see that gotcha. it was like you know cash like like yeah. weapons caches and stuff like that yeah um, anywho he does have a little bit more to say before he uh wraps up his piece okay he shrunk back into the bush and watched afraid to stay and afraid to run it drank for a few more minutes then crossed the creek and continued on across towards sand hill road when i was sure it was done gone I turned and ran as fast as I could back towards the pond where I'd parked. So in this, he also then goes on to say that it's reeked of sulfur. Um, and he okay. attributes that to the fact that the TNT area was so polluted that the yeah. creatures who drank water there naturally have like a stink to them, which yeah. I'm not entirely sure if that's necessarily how that works, but I didn't feel like arguing it because I don't believe the story as a whole. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there was one source, though. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that's the cryptids wiki. Yeah. Um, which means I have no proof of this. I couldn't find <laughs> any additional evidence. But I found it to be a funny aside. One source claimed that Ed had ingested mushroom caps prior to saving the creature. <laughs> oh, that's my head. That's my Eddie right there. Um, I live in Woodstock, and that's my Ed. I don't live in Woodstock. I work in Woodstock. That's my Ed. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't oh, say man. whether they were psychotropic or not. That's uh, When people say that, that's what they mean. Yeah. You would say that if he was like, oh, he had a good you know, steak with some mushroom and some onion. They, no one would include that in a story unless that psilocybin was exactly what Eddie Boy was doing. Yeah. I See... There's no evidence that he did that, but that kind of makes that puts the the entire story into question because I can't. But then again, at the same time, just because someone said something doesn't necessarily make it true. It doesn't make it true, but I like the idea of someone taking mushrooms and then going to look for the Mothman and finding the Goat Boy. <laughs> I I, I want to live in that reality. Because I feel like that's the best reality. <laughs> um, so about a year after, in that same year, uh, uh -huh. two children also cited the the sheep squatch in Boone County. Okay. And it was very similar to the description that uh, Ed Rollins had. Did Ed Rollins at that point, like, did he go to a newspaper? My question is really, is there a chance that these kids would have read about his sighting? And already had that in their minds a little bit. I couldn't find any newspaper articles. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the rumor mill wasn't running. Yeah. 
So it's one of those hard, it's one of those difficult things where it could be this way or it could not be. I, I don't really have a clear, clear evidence one way or the other. Yeah. I want to reiterate largely these stories read like folklore. Okay. Like it, it's like urban legend and like people whispering to one another. Cause like the kids were never named in any mm-hmm. of the stories that I saw. It also kind of sounds, Oh wait, I just realized I didn't finish the story. <laughs> um, the creature in this case stood on two legs and ran away when it saw the kids. Okay. So it's apparently a chicken. Yeah. Um, but I want to also point out, this is kind of similar to the Enfield horror. Yeah. A little totally. bit, a little bit. Cause Boone County is not Mason, Mason County where it was originally spotted. And then it went, I think, south to Boone County, if my memory of my math is correct. Um, so who knows? But I don't know. It, it just it reads like two kids telling a story. And there's such a proliferation of white things in the local lore that it might be possible that it's just local lore. Yeah. The next year, uh, there was another sighting of oh, sheep. Oh, I like it. Um, so... Apparently, a couple was attacked by a white bear-like creature. They had slowed down huh. while driving after spotting it in the in a ditch on the side of the road. Okay. As they went by, it stood up on its hind legs, and it revealed a horned, four-eyed head that oh. it used to bash the side of their car. Oh, man. And then at the same time, it rakes the side of their car with its claws, and apparently the terrified couple drive away, only to find... When they returned, that their car was damaged by look looked like long claw marks. Wow, uh, my speech is terrible. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Are there pictures? Nope. No. Okay. No. No. Of course not. So the unnamed couple with the bad car didn't. There's no pictures. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I like that description a lot. It sounds a lot. Oh boy. I'm it, I live in a world of high fantasy so I mix things up a lot but it sounds by their description to be very similar to what I think is a creature from either Hellboy Lord of the Rings or Doom. Okay. But it sounds in my head I know what I'm talking about. Other people might, but it's like a big full ride with horns creature. Uh but I like it. I like their description a lot. I'm not I don't buy the description. I don't buy that they really existed, but I really like the description. I don't buy that they existed either. Um, it kind of reminds me, the description that they give reminds me of Trigun from Teen Titans. Oh, you had me excited for a second, but continue. Because uh, he had four eyes and horns. Okay. Um, it's it's Raven's father from the Teen Titans Gotcha. Series. So, I mean, this is just, you know, one more... One more notch in the list of, like, I mean, I guess, but, like, it, it just reads like like a urban legend, you know? Yeah. It reads like, totally. uh, I heard some so-and-so did so-and-so, and so-and-so happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's it's got kernels of truth, things that I could believe happened. Like, I could believe that they saw a bear on the side of the road and maybe it attacked the side of the car. Yeah. Right? Like, I could believe that. 
that's a reasonable thing. I can totally buy that. But it's just that like little extra level of embellishment to make it more interesting. Which yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's storytelling. Yeah. I mean, what am I? What are we doing in this podcast? Is if not embellishing stories that exist already or adding our own flavor to, to that story. So, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one more sighting in the 90s. I like that there's more sightings than I was expecting there's, to come from Sheep Squatch. There's more sightings of Sheep Squatch than the Dover Demon, the Black Dog of Bungay, <laughs> and the Enfield Horror. It's pretty surprising. It's, I was not it's expecting surprisingly this. the most seen cryptid I have covered other than, I guess, technically Black Shuck. That I've never heard of this before. And there's, there haven't been across all of our episodes so far. This has the most sightings out of any of them. The Kappa might have more, but that's more of like a legend to me. It's it's Kappa lives in folklore. I looked and there were no at least English articles of anyone having ever seen the Kappa. This lives in theoretically real life. Which is the weirdest yeah. thing about it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's got a cool visually. It's cool in my head. It's pretty dope. And uh, there's a lot of sightings. It's a pretty metal I'm liking creature. this one a lot. It's a pretty metal creature. It's so metal. Yeah. It's so metal. Um, There was actually one more sighting in the 90s. So that makes like yeah. what, four sightings, five sightings. Um, uh-huh. In 1999, a cat... A campsite was raided by a key creature accused of being the sheep squatch. <laughs> How is it accused? I called it accused because they're 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 <laughs> they're laying some shade on this creature. Um, apparently, yeah. it like destroyed the tents and stuff like that. Ah, what and then did. it screamed an otherworldly scream. <laughs> so you know, sheep squatch man. It sounds like the uh, the screaming cowboy. In my head. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Screaming Cowboy. If I'm having a bad day, Screaming Cowboy makes me better. I've seen that. I never heard of it before when, when you and Lissa showed me. And ever since then, I've been seeing references to it on this other media that I watch. And it's it's outstanding. I love it. It's, it's such a versatile meme. Yeah. It's, that's the oh, thing. Yeah. Um. There is one last sighting, though, that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, in 2015, a group of clamper, I like uh, it. clampers... <laughs> I like clamping. Clamping's pretty good. <laughs> you know, they're, they're really vagrants. They just go around sticking clamps on just everything. You can't park your car. You're not no, safe. No, you're not, especially in West Virginia. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Those clampers, or campers, as some people call them, uh, claim to see have seen Steep Squatch while camping in Folks Run, Virginia. So this is the first one that's outside of West Virginia. Their encounter began when one of their number saw a strange creature crouching on a nearby hill around midnight. When he left to warn his fellows, the thing that stood to its full height, between eight or nine feet tall, and gave chase down the hills towards their camp. A river blocked the creature's way, and after failing to find a way around the obstruction, the Sheep Squatch decided to wade into the water in pursuit. The curious campers gathered around to watch the monster ford the river. It said that when it finally emerged, what? it resembled a large white bipedal dog with long fur. 
Luckily, a shriek then emanated from the forest, which seemed to frighten the creature, which whimpered its way back into the woods. And then the encounter. <laughs> there's a lot. Okay, there's a lot going on in this story. Yeah. One, if I was camping and a squirrel ran at me, I wouldn't stand, and I crossed a river before the squirrel, I'd keep on going. I wouldn't stop and watch the squirrel. Two, if it's got the balls to chase you down a hill and across a river, why, if it hears something in the distance, does it scamper off like my cat? What's going on? I should also note, uh, the article that I found this in described it as whimpering away. Oh, man. So... There's there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really, really, really add up about this at all. The, the Sheep Squatch is such an insane creature, and there's nothing about it to me that sounds real? No, not really. I Up to this story, I really liked the Sheep Squatch. I really liked the Sheep Squatch a lot. Um, I do hope... That when Vault 76 comes out, if this is in it, that if there's a body of water, if you cross it, it just doesn't. It just that doesn't. That would be amazing. Oh. I guess it's that time again. Oh. I, uh. I, I probably shouldn't have told you about the ritual. Oh, yeah, dark magic. They're about. really anti Netflix. They're they're anti magic. Um, chaos magic, black magic. I, I think I think they uh, they have. Uh, I think they have some stock in Hulu. Oh. Every time we mention Netflix, we get called it. So. These stupid corporate overlords. Nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do. Today's sponsor is Picton's Picks. Have you ever locked yourself out of your house? Isn't that embarrassing? Just call Willie Picton. He's fast, he's discreet. No one will ever see that you were locked out. At Picton's Picks, discretion is our number one priority. We keep no records of our customers, so there's no need to fear about anyone finding out about your little secret. Now back to the show. gotten more followers we have in fact yeah but oh, yeah we got to get more listeners so <laughs> share this i mean i think actually at the time of recording we're close to 300 so oh hell yeah um right on yeah but yeah share it with your friends annoy your facebook friends go to the old uh socials or the reddits or what have you and uh spread the word that's it's all good stuff, man, and that's the best way of getting the word out there and sharing it, man. So here's where we reach the point in my notes that becomes more and more like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I haven't seen your physical notes for this yet, but if they're anything like the ones I have saw previously where it's sticky notes covering door frames, then I believe you. <laughs> yeah, so... This is crazy. You had a stack of stickies from the ground up to your head that looked like someone is trying to track the growth of Andre the Giant. That's fair. I earned that one. I earned that one. 
Um, but it gets weird here, the story. So it gets weird. Uh, supposedly there is a historic sheep squatch. Um, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, there is a, in the, the telltale lilac bush, which I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, there's a story called the white thing and I'm actually going to, uh, it's a short story, so I'm going to read it right now. Just, uh, and okay. you be the judge of whether or not this is a sheep squatch. I personally don't think it is, but then again, that's me just imposing my own opinion. All right. The night was damp and chill, and I accidentally closed it. Okay. The night was damp and chill, <laughs> and the forest stood dark and ominous as four elderly fox hunters sat hovering over a glowing mass of red embers. As if affected by their surroundings, the conversation drifted to supernatural legends. Many tales were told, but most of them centered on the White Thing, which supposedly inhabited the very region they were now resting. One of the men related an actual experience as told by his grandmother, who had lived nearby. She had taken her favorite mare to church one Saturday night, years ago. As she was riding back within two miles of her home, she heard an unearthly scream. The mare bolted and thrashed her hooves into the air. That was when she saw the White Thing. A raging bundle of white bursting out through the woods beside her. It appeared to be much larger than a dog, yet not nearly a horse's size. Bearing a coat of pure white fur and razor-sharp teeth that jutted outward from a gigantic mouth, it moved on all fours and screamed like a woman in terrible agony. Desperately, the girl spurred her mare on, and finally the monster drifted back into the darkness behind her. At length, she had come to her land in an outlying barn. In her haste to reach the house, which was a good, still a good distance away, she left the mare untied in the bar door ajar. Seconds later, with a sigh of thankfulness, she entered the sanctuary of her home. The following morning, she and her father planned to search for the animal's tracks. But at the barn, they found her mare crumpled awkwardly against the door. Most of the flesh was torn from its bones and a look of stark terror on its face. So... A lot of people claim that that's a version of Sheep Squatch, which this is what that picture uh, to the left of the one from Monster Men in our my show notes is. Gotcha. I don't think that that fits Sheep Squatch's description. It did not fit its description. I will add that I pictured it wearing a fur coat, not having a coat made of fur, but like... <laughs> You're talking about the Sheep Squatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, it was bearing a, a fur coat, and that's what I pictured. <laughs> oh, that's a nightmare. Oh, it's just Jaja running through the woods. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh. I honestly think that this is one of those cases of uh, a cryptid entered the public consciousness, and then someone tried to apply something retroactively to it to make it seem like it's an older thing than it is. Yeah. Um, no, I dig it. Okay. It, it, I only read that because it was mentioned so many times in so many of the articles that I saw, uh -huh. and it's kind of gated behind a $12 book to read that one section. <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring it to you guys so you could judge it for yourself. I legitimately don't yeah. believe that that's a sheep's watch. I'm not buying it either. It sounds more like you said white things earlier in the episode and described them as a group of creatures. So it sounds like they were 
trying to cash in on the the white thing idea, not necessarily the specific white thing of the sheep squatch, yeah. but more of the the generic or general white thing that that would be on the ethos. At yeah, the I kind of I kind of think that's what it is. Um, yeah. that being said, did you know that Sheep Squatch yeah. is a TV star? No. Yeah. No. So, oh man, were... are you talking about Gary Busey? Don't give it away. <laughs> Come on, I worked hard on this, <laughs> and you went and just pissed all over it with your giving away the ending. Hey man, that's the only reason. That's the only reason why I'm with Busey would have ever been a TV oh, show. No, that was a TV show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he hid under his porch with a giant fucking knife. <laughs> I feel pain. Um, so recently, it's been on several TV shows. There was one um, oh. Destination America episode. Um, uh, okay, Destination uh, America. Monsters and Mysteries in America, where two hunters uh-huh. had a run-in with a bulletproof nine-foot-tall white monster with talons. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. I didn't I, I didn't look a whole lot into that because I found that one like just before the episode. Uh, yeah. The, the episode. There's a much funnier show, though, that... Uh... <laughs> That covered sheep squatch. <laughs> oh, could it be? Could it be? I've got a show in my head that I'm thinking of, and I'm I so bad. There was a Thanksgiving where I binge watched all of the show that I think you might say in my head, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful so, show. So give me lay that and, name on me. Uh, is it? Is it, I'm trying to recall, it's either, like, I think it's Mountain Monsters, Hill Monsters, like, it's these guys, they're, it's these Deep South guys, it's their Deep, Deep South guys. You got it, and they're, you got uh... it. Uh, so I sent you a wiki link to the episode. Um, oh, man. So they did the sheep. That's it! Oh, I don't recall this episode at they all. They covered the sheep but... squatch of Boone County. And oh. I didn't get a chance to watch the episode. But I did find a phenomenal clip, which I want you to watch right now. There are full episodes on YouTube. <laughs> and Listen, guys. Just look up. Just Google. Just do yourself. Sit down. Have a coffee. Do whatever else you do to relax and watch Mountain Monsters because you're in for a time. Oh, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. It's very funny. So I've sent you a link, Brandon. Oh. I'm going to conclude this in the show notes. Okay. An Appalachian hunter has video evidence oh, of the Sheep Squatch's existence. Go. Oh, hang on. I'm watching it, but there's an ad. <laughs> I'm so- I'm so excited for this. I'm very anti-ad, but I'm so excited oh. for this. Do not attempt. 
The traps and procedures seen in this program were developed by experienced professionals and should not be duplicated. Before conducting any hunting or trapping activities, consult appropriate authorities to ensure that your actions are safe and legal. Thank you for reading the copy at the beginning of their episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Warren Boone County, and we're investigating the most bizarre creature we've ever been after. Oh, it's my boy. This creature's like Mother Nature's <laughs> It's got <laughs> so, it's so the entire episode is just this: them like freaking out and overreacting to Sheep Squatch. Oh, and it's yeah. probably my favorite thing ever. This this two minute clip is the best. It's thing. beautiful. Did you? So you saw the? They're reacting to clear CG. They're looking at a cell phone. Reacting to clear CG. Oh, it's the most obvious CG ever. They then, uh, if you click to about minute, uh, minute two in that, they then use the fact yeah. that they're splintering on the log to be like a clear, concise evidence that Sheep Squatch existed. Oh man! Oh, here we are. I think I found it. Example how he's going to attack. He was standing up right here, just like I think we need to just pack in this podcast we because there's no way we can top it. We also know that he's using that deer pack. <laughs> like there's there's literally oh. no way we can pop just the sheer audacity of these individuals no i cannot express my love for this show enough it is it, it's something it's, else it's next level like to be fair it is an absolutely absurd show um during the course of the episode they supposedly catch him on thermal camera uh, and I've I've included a link in the the show notes to the picture of him on thermal. It looks like a comma in the woods. It yeah. doesn't look like a creature. It just looks like a comma. No. Um. It actually, you know what it kind of looks like? It kind of looks what? like a uh, light, like a a show light, like like a recording light that's just gotten a little hot. Oh yeah. Um, the big part yep. up top, the red being that camera itself, and then the stripe under you know, below it being the the cable yeah. feeding the power to um, it. Um then there was a trail cam picture that looks like a Muppet um <laughs> that was moving out of frame quickly. And um Yeah addition Though this show probably was sponsored by Spirit Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, it's it's very, very clearly, I don't know. It seems embellished to me. Um, there is a fun bit, though, where they have a chase with Sheep uh-huh. Squatch. Um, and I'm going to oh, read something man. from the wiki that's a, uh, a summary. Unfortunately yeah. for Buck, he tore his pants when running down the hill, and the team shares a laugh. <laughs> Trapper says that the Sheep Squatch may not have gone in the trap, but they know for sure he's in Boone County. <laughs> So, uh, I I gotta say, I'm like, one, definitely not real. 
Two, um, the Sheep Squatch itself is an interesting creature. It's so back to Mad Monsters. Yeah. Sorry to keep, t- but it's such a good yeah. show. If everyone could just imagine a high school film class with the budget of a TV network, that's the quality you're getting. It's so good. Uh, the acting is so bad. There are people in caves clearly just shaking their legs going, it's got me. It's got me. They're showing normal dogs on thermal cameras. So they built in one episode a trap <laughs> out of wood pallets to capture the chupacabra and then put a couple dogs in it. And uh, and then they just show you only thermal cam- camera pictures going, oh, we've got it. We've got it. And then they open the door and go, it's gotten out. It's escaped. It's It's so, so, it's the best. If you like good, bad, if you like B films, this is your jam. A hundred percent. This has been the uh, monster, the mountain monster fan cast. I'm John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandon. Oh, is there something over there? It's gonna get us. <laughs> um, like you're watching adult, grown ass men watch a a video that I could have done in middle school to like to 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 try to edit, and they're going, "Oh, you can clearly see here, it could have got us." Ah, it's so to good. To be fair, guys, I don't think I made it with you, but I. No, you. I think you were a guest on at least one of these videos. We definitely made a video of similar quality. Uh, oh, and Mr. Pearson's yeah. Uh, class? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm going to say we definitely have done this. This terrible thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Uh, but to put a bow on the episode and the Sheep Squatch... I legitimately think that the Sheep Squatch is just a continuation of a storytelling tradition. Um, I don't think it actually is a thing. I think it's a misidentified creature or a hallucination in the case of the man eating <laughs> mushrooms. Um, <laughs> oh, Eddie. But overall, like, it's it's a story. Um, it's an embellishment of something that may have happened, is my guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot else about the Sheep Squatch. I definitely have a lot more to talk about in terms of white monsters, white things. Uh, I'm very excited <laughs> for the Grafton Monster. That's a fun episode. It's going to be... Oh, man. Uh, spoiler alert, that's going to happen eventually. Nice. I'm excited to potentially fight this thing in Fallout. Uh, the Grafton Monster is a monster in Fallout. So, ah, I'm so excited. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I've got this week. So, as always, our website is cryptopediacast.com. Instagram is at cryptopediacast. Twitter's the same. I'm not even going to bother talking about the SoundCloud. The email is cryptopediacast at gmail.com or us at cryptopediacast.com. You can also click the little uh, mail icon on our website. We have a Patreon, which, as Brandon shamelessly plugged before, you can click the dollar sign underneath Sasquatch to give a donation, and there's some rewards. I think eventually we're going to... I'm probably going to, if I have any time, post some extra content videos up there or audio or something like that. 
We have a Facebook group, which you can find by just searching Cryptopedia on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Send any monster requests or stories that you might have. Maybe we'll make it on the show. Last week, we covered the Fresno Nightcrawler at uh, suggestion of Brandon Farrell. Send any creepypasta or cryptopasta that you might want to send. You can follow me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerb.com. My email is brandon at cryptopediacast.com. And my Twitter is at cryptobrandon. And you can follow me on Instagram at mu2057 or on Twitter at jfdunham. My website continues to be defunct because I'm a, I am incredibly lazy to fix it. My email is john at cryptopediacast.com. And our art is done by Tom Hill. You can follow him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com. And his email is tommikehill at gmail.com. I'm John. I'm Brandon. And as always, things are going to get weird. <laughs> The following is the only known surviving recording of the Sheep Squatch.